Okay. So we're gonna we start recording and then when do we count down? After um, after you start recording, Charles is gonna count down from um, three. Okay, go ahead, Charles. I feel like this happens every time with Derek. What happens exactly? This exactly what we're doing right here. I guess this is the start of the episode. Now you just made this the start of the episode. Well, you didn't have an idea. All right. Well, you know we're here You're at welcome. Fortune Kit headquarters. We got me and Dan and Alex here. Obviously, you can hear Derek's here ruining everything. And normally I wouldn't care, but we've also got Derek's friend Emily here, and he's ruining her experience on the show, too. Quit having a bad I'm here having a good Emily, time. Yeah, I apologize for Derek uh, trying to steal the spotlight from you. You know, I don't mind at all. It kind of takes the pressure off. I, I feel good. I feel smooth. I feel ready to riff, and I can't wait to start recording. Just go ahead and count down whenever you're ready. <laughs> Are you going to do this for the whole hour, Derek? <laughs> I mean, I was planning. This is like my only joke. It's my only joke. Well, there's been coasting on that for years. There's that joke and the, yeah. and the joke about not uh, not doing the homework. You stole that from Bart Simpson. Right, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I assume there Just wasn't saying. any homework this time. Unless there was, and I forgot to do it. So, one thing about Emily is she does Naomi Drome usually every Friday, but you said you're taking a break, Emily. Yeah, I'm taking a little bit of time off uh, so that I can uh, gain some weight. Yes. Let me uh, step into the uh, host chair here for a moment and say, uh, you know, for the listeners that don't know what Naomi Drum is, uh, what, what could you explain what that is? What kind of program that is? A music program or what is it? Oh, yes. It is dancing and music. I do it usually every Friday. Sometimes I move it around. Uh, I have guests on who are uh, local dancers. Um, usually of the strip club variety. And we have music submissions come in from independent artists, and then we dance to those submissions and then talk about whether they are bangers or if they suck. And we talk about our lives and share stories as well. And then the winning track of the week receives a $50 cash prize um, that comes straight from me. It's kind of like a battle of the bands. Yeah, kind of. But like uh, strip club bands, which is, you know, like stacks of money. What's the what's the worst thing you guys have had submitted as, uh, as a song? Uh, we actually haven't gotten songs that are that bad. We've gotten some songs that I feel like would be weird in strip clubs. Like, you know, like, atonal piano things but i kind of <laughs> like kind of kind of like eric satie style like uh tone yeah. like tone poem like yeah but you know like i i can kind of freak it you know like i'm not scared to dance to weird shit and that's a yeah you were saying throbbing gristle earlier <laughs> yeah i mean that was a joke i don't i don't really dance to okay it. i was hoping you're serious <laughs> to the i mean but i would if they submitted a song um to the show let's get throbbing gristle to submit a song i'm, naomi I'm gonna record a cover of hamburger lady and submit it to uh naomi drum i mean cozy fanny yeah. tootie was a stripper that's right yeah what's the longest song that's been submitted uh, I well, we cut it off like at four minutes, so that way we don't have to suffer through uh horrible songs. Like a fucking twenty-minute-long Krautrock jam. Oh. 
I think the four <laughs> of us uh, sh- should submit a barbershop quartet that's just acapella. Yes. I did get a song that was crazy one time on the episode that I had uh, Janice Griffith on, where it was like this really like hyper pop techno sounding song that was like, I love being Scottish, the kingdom of Scotland. And that one was, <laughs> Janice danced to that and she didn't like it. <laughs> but oh, I think man. I would have freaked it. That's actually my favorite song. So you can say that if you want, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even Scottish. I just really like that song. I'm just curious why Janice hates Scotland. Uh, I mean, probably the haggis. That makes sense. Yeah, probably the culture, most of all. I mean, I don't think she hates the Scottish. Yeah. Just their but music. Just the song was bad. Just their music. She hates uh, Bell and Sebastian. Janice Griffiths hates uh, Orange Juice and Edwin Collins. Uh, okay, no comment. <laughs> Can't uh, confirm um, nor deny. <laughs> but so the reason we had to have both Derek and Emily here is a long time ago on this show, Derek told us one of our favorite stories ever that he had a friend who got DM'd by the verified Weezer account <laughs> trying to hit on her. <laughs> and that friend is Emily. So we can finally get the full story in person. And sort this thing That's out. That's right. Well, I guess technically you don't you don't need me to be here, but thanks for uh, thanks for roping me in anyway. Yeah, we had to um, throw you a bone, Derek. I don't have much going on in my life anymore. Uh, anyway, take it away, Emily. <laughs> so, on March seventh, twenty nineteen, I was <laughs> simply minding my own business. And I look at my what phone. What was the weather like? What was this? Put us in the scene. What was the day like? I I think it was, you know, a normal day. I, I It might have been probably on stormy. the way to do uh, The Perfect Women, which I used to do on Adult Swim with uh, Allison uh, Stevenson and Megan Keister and Mary Kobayashi. And it was when we were pretty new to doing it, like just a couple months in. And um, I look at my phone and, and it says, uh, the Weezer, uh, no, just just Weezer checkmark wants to send you a message on Instagram. I was like, this is weird. And then I looked. Sure enough, there was a message that said, hey, Emily, my name is Brian. I see you work with Mary Kobayashi, parentheses. I had to click on you. She's rad. (laughs) For what it's worth, I think you're stunning. And obviously you're brilliant if you're working with Mary. So I like to be you friend regardless. (laughs) Sorry, I'm sorry. The the Weezer account would like to be you friend. Yeah, that's what it says. You want to be friend? (laughs) Uh, I said, Weezer, thank you so much. <laughs> um and so I went to do the show that day or whenever the next day I don't know what day of the week it was and I saw Mary and I was like Mary how do you know Weezer she's like oh my god I dated that guy and I was like what for real and she's like oh my god yes I was like that makes it way fucking weirder like he's yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. his entry point into talking to me is 
because his ex-girlfriend works with me. And he doesn't mention that, but also, like, talks about you so much <laughs> that it should be mentioned. I don't know. Like, just very weird. Yeah, it's like... Imagine that that went how he wanted it to. And you're like, oh yeah, the rhythm guitarist from Weezer. Cool. And then how are you never going to find out that she dated him? You know what I mean? Like at some <laughs> point you would find out. Yeah. I see you so work why with would he Mary Kobayashi. I'm sure you'll w- be seeing yeah. her again soon. Ask her what she thinks of me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder and if he had a game plan for that, like in his I back pocket, so. or if he was just like, I'm going, I'm going to go for this. I'm, well, I just I'm gonna, don't care. I'll get to that. Okay. Think, uh, so Mary said that he would like still send her videos of him just like lifting weights, asking her if <laughs> she thought he was hot. God. And yes. I was like, that's cool. And so I responded again because at the time I was also working like three or four times a week at Jumbo's Clown Room which is where I would direct, like, anybody who was, like, thirsty DMing me, like, oh, come see me at Jumbo's so that way I can, like, monetize the, their attraction to me. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, so he was like, oh, actually, I'm on tour right now, but maybe uh, at the end of April, and I never heard from him ever again, which, whatever. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah probably care. for the better. Yeah. You should follow up. Yeah, well, follow up now. Jumbo's hey, has up, been dude? closed for a year because of COVID. So I don't have yeah. any... I, I could tell him to watch Naomi Drone, but it doesn't... He might. It's better to, you know, get it in person. <laughs> Wait, I gotta... I might have missed something. Did he ever confirm that, like, when he was messaging you from the Weezer account, was he like, this, uh, like, brackets, this is the rhythm guitarist? <laughs> He just said it's Brian, and so I just Googled Brian oh, from okay. Weezer. And to f- full disclosure, I did think that he was really hot when I was 10. <laughs> that's that's so cool. That, that makes it okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of hot. Like, I love... You know, he had those eyebrows. Yeah, I don't he's very know. sleek. I think, I think it's cool to be like, you know what, my ex-girlfriend is rad, but you know who I really want to talk to? My ex-girlfriend's decade younger friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just time to a, lo- he, dude. Imagine how many fucking people. Like, it can't be just him, right? It can't be just Brian. It has to be all the dudes who probably aren't Rivers, I guess. Get yeah, in, on that in, Weezer account. In the yeah, DMs. I mean, like part of the deal of being in in Weezer is you get to use <laughs> the account to DM girls, right? Yeah, you get the access also, because. They're on a major label, so I wouldn't be surprised if someone at the label also has access to just post, like, promotional photos. Mm-hmm. Like, what do they think when they log in there and they see the DMs and it's just, like, 20 different DMs no, to that, girls that's, or something? A, that's it's part of the contract for everybody. That's absolutely everybody right. Everybody gets to get on there. <laughs> yeah. What if I got catfished and I was like, <laughs> if I was excited to meet up with Brian... And I was like, oh, my God, yes. And then I show up, and it's just like the A&R guy or something. He's like, oh, Brian <laughs> couldn't make it, but he wanted me to give you these flowers and uh, still show you a nice time. Brian wanted me to take you out to dinner and give you a little kiss on the cheek. <laughs> yeah, in order to get to Brian, you have to uh, uh, give me a little something first. 
Is that a big problem on the uh, Fortune Kit account? You guys log in there and then you see like Charles has been DMing a bunch of people or what? Yep, that's how any uh, creative project works, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Also, all creative. I I've never been a creative person, so I don't know what that's like. But apparently, the the goal of creative projects is to have an account from which you can DM women. Yeah, collectively, uh, especially especially if there's more than one person with access to that account, it's just like a yeah. It's um, kind of like it's kind of like it's kind of like communism. It's uh, it's called solidarity. Yeah. It's the modern version of um, having a bed with all your friends where you have the name on the headboard and you each wear a different color nightgown. The new version <laughs> of that is just all sharing DMs on an account for your project. Mm-hmm. But you're still in the big bed and you still have those long stocking caps on. Yeah, you're all DMing. You're all logged into the you're, same account DMing a different person. Every single one of your right big toes is poking out of a woolen sock. Yeah. I think it would be funny if like... Uh, you know, you get a DM from like Brian from Weezer and he's like, hey, this is Brian. And then like if you don't respond, it's like, oh, hey, this is Todd from Weezer. <laughs> just wondering why just wondering why you haven't responded to Brian. <laughs> it's like he's, he's, uh, Brian wanted me to ask you. <laughs> don't make me get rivers over here. Once it gets into rivers, uh well, you don't want to find out. Then you start drowning. He brings the hammer down. Uh Rivers is famously the guy that like he has an interview or something where he like talks about how after a show he like pointed at three girls and said, uh, "You're coming to my hotel room to have sex with me, or you're not coming at all, or something like that." Right? What? <laughs> that sounds like something he would lie about if he said that at all. Yeah, <laughs> that, like you think he, he did not do that? He he imagined it. He imagined then, himself uh, doing it while like slinking back to the hotel room alone. Rivers is the third brother to Andrew and Chris, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that would make Rivers the only guy who would lie to seem like more of a predator. He didn't inherit the face folds. Ooh. He covers them with his glasses. Do you know what his brother's name is? His actual brother? It's some no. other like nature thing, right? Yeah, it's leaves. What? Stupid. Like plural? Yes. Leaves Man. Cuomo. He came out on top in that one. Their parents least, were some sort of weird hippie people. Yeah. They were in some cult. Uh, Rivers uh, was dating the girl who was with Elliot Smith at the time of his death, who um, may have stabbed him uh, and definitely removed the knife which killed him. Um Maybe it was intentional. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. Who can well, say? Well, we'll know. If if Rivers dies in the same way, then we'll know. He was, was her date to Japanese? the funeral. Yes. She was the girl from uh, El Scorcho. Oh. The actual one? Yeah. No, that couldn't have been. Because that was years later. Uh, when he was saying, you do it to me every time. Uh, he means I think there being stabbed to them. death. <laughs> oh. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, I sent a... Well, wait, I sent the wrong screenshot. I sent a screenshot in the DM, but uh, I sent the wrong one. Hold on, hold on a second. <laughs> the milked walnuts <laughs> are the least bothersome milk in the world. Take, Take it, it from me. Blood type O cannot assimilate cow's milk, nor the commercial almond milk with poisonous ingredients. 
I have blood type O. I can assimilate that stuff. Uh, yeah, I was looking at reviews of this 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 wall this milk made from walnuts, and it there's this cra this crazy review about a person that they said uh, blood type O cannot uh, assimilate cows. That's not the one I meant to send. I'm going to send you the right one now. Okay, take a look at this. This is from uh, Weezerpedia.com, official source, the Rivers right. Cuomo article. So uh, the first paragraph is not so important, but the second paragraph, who boy, if anyone wants to I think take you should a read. read this one, Derek. Okay. <sighs> when Rivers <laughs> toured for Pinkerton... He had more of a drive to make sure he was having sex with groupies and living the <laughs> rock star life. After shows, Rivers would make conversations with girls, uh, parentheses, typically Asian, and invite <laughs> them back to his hotel room to have sex with. Rivers wrote this uh, in one of his essays. He writes, Then one night, I plucked up my courage and boldly proclaimed, Okay, whoever wants to stay in the room has to... Uh, take off their clothes and uh, get on the bed. The women tittered, and most of them left, but four of them stayed, and to my amazement, did as I asked. <clears throat> Several uh. fan accounts of this are chronicled on the website, Rivers L. Pervo. I hate this. <laughs> I hate everything about that. God. That sucks. <laughs> that is... That's... That's really cool, man. That's awesome. The tone of that makes it so much worse. You know, it's already bad, but just... The part where you were hesitating and nervous yeah. and yeah. they could yeah. tell you were nervous, that part yeah. made you sound really cool. This made it clear that Pinkerton is what he named his penis. <laughs> mm. I have more man. to say about Brian Bell if y'all want to hear it. Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I call him Brian Bellend. <laughs> because you're Brit because you're British. <laughs> because I'm British. So my uh, my other friend, um, she she got caught wind of this DM that I had received, and she hit me up and was like, "Oh my god, it's Brian, isn't it?" I was like, "What? Has he gone to you too?" And she's like, "Yeah," uh, and she said that he has a pattern of inviting girls out to like get coffee or lunch somewhere. And then when it comes time to pay the bill, he pretends like he doesn't have his wallet so that the girl <laughs> has to pay for both of them. The perfect crime. <laughs> and he does it Wait, every he, time. He, he, he's just doing what he doesn't have does money. to him. Huh? Do yeah. they not pay him in the band? I mean, I think he has. I, I think he has like one of those uh, complexes where he's like, "Gotta make sure she doesn't just want me for my money." When <laughs> oh, you're totally right. Yeah, it's uh, like well, I think he's just a prankster. I don't know. Yeah, he's or they've at, been paying him an exposure for thirty years. He's at intelligentsia and he's looking at uh, four dollars and thirty-seven cents, and he's thinking, "Not this time, lady." <laughs> That's not four dollars and thirty-seven cents. You're, just, you're not spending less than ten bucks in intelligentsia. Well, I haven't I haven't lived there in like eight years, so I don't. Oh, know. Okay, yeah, the rate of inflation yeah. in LA is well. Like when 10 I go to intelligentsia, I'm getting the hat. I'm getting the fucking fresh beans. <laughs> what? 
Excuse me, sorry. <laughs> no. Talking well, over a woman as usual. Sorry. Emily, please. Yeah. I haven't been to intelligence yet since I was like uh like a, my first year here. I went out with a guy who like took me there and then he knew the staff really well. And so then when I ghosted him, I never went back there because I didn't want the staff to report to that guy that they had seen me. <laughs> Smart move. And that guy was the drummer of Weezer. <laughs> yeah. Picking up shifts yeah, on the I'm, side. I'm just trying to make my way through Weezer, man. I'm going to keep fishing through them. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, so uh, once you started telling us about this, I had to look up Brian Bell's Wikipedia, and the very best paragraph on there is in his movie career section which is a very short section hmm. uh it says bell was offered the role uh, a role in lord of the rings the two towers as orc number three but declined the part a few years later bell stated in an interview that it was quote not the right move for his movie career at the time <laughs> <laughs> what a weird way to put that he was not holding just like <laughs> I had to go on tour, but yeah. uh, I felt that the arc of my career would suffer if I took that role as orc number three. And then the only thing he did after that was a Simpsons episode. <laughs> so that's so much for his career. Yeah, I had the page for that Simpsons episode open, and it's 2020 Simpsons season 31 with Weezer as themselves as a cruise ship band. It's bad. It's God. just, it should not exist. Brian felt like the orcs in Lord of the Rings, that the technology to render the orcs wasn't quite there yet, but he knew that World of Warcraft uh, was in development, and he was just holding up for the perfect orc part. Yeah. No, those are real. Those live in New Zealand. With the World of Warcraft orcs or the... The World of Warcraft orcs. The same rendering, too, huh. up in the mountains. <laughs> Actually, the Warcraft movie was directed by David Bowie's son, right? So Brian Bell should have gotten in touch with David Bowie's son, used that musician uh, kinship there to get the role as a Warcraft orc, but I guess it didn't work out. That's right. What is it? it's, he blew it, man. Just completely blew it. He must be descended from Alexander Graham Bell because he's phoning it in. <laughs> oh, hello. He showed up to the casting and he was like, I'm here for the role of a uh, dork. And they were like, uh, actually, it's orc. And he was like, uh, I'm not right for this. <laughs> well, I thought power it was move should have been orc. <laughs> He's like, he should have done it like, do you know who I am? I only play orc number one or two. If you give me orc three or below, I walk. That's kind of how I feel. I, I wouldn't take anything. I mean, okay, I would be in Lord of the Rings in any part they wanted me to be in because I would still be making you know, 25 cents a day off that, at least. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, it does remind me of when I was, you know, in like middle school trying out for the play and then getting to like the last round of auditions, everyone being like, wow, she's good. She's really good. And then uh, when the cast list comes out, I'm in the dang chorus because my parents don't donate to the program you know so i'd be like fuck this i'm not showing up to this ever again fuck y'all you're saying uh you're saying middle school theater is rigged it's yes, a suckers it is. game it's uh it's all politics 
You should see, uh, the lead can't sing. She can't act. She, uh, but her mother is the head of the PTA. So, of course, she's going to Very unfair. Meanwhile, me, I have all the talent of all the cast combined. I'm relegated to the chorus role. They want me to play an Indian. I'm not going to dress in brown face uh, and ruin my career. Now, that's a bad career move right there. <laughs> Um, and, you know, sing, like, the fake Indian song. The the play of I'm talking about, of course, is Peter Pan. Um, and, uh, no, I, I, I'm just, it's beneath me. I mean, and, that guy hung uh, out with kids all day, too. I mean, it's kind of creepy. Who, Brian yeah. I forgot there were Indians in that book. Yeah, I forgot, too. <laughs> I guess because they're supposed to be childlike or something. I, I guess. Like in the child world, they're Indians because they're they're so noble. I just know that I I had a firm grip on the future when I was a child, and I was like, I'm not gonna wear brown face. I'm not gonna be in this musical uh, giving uh, accolades to a pedophile, uh, and I'm a. Uh, I'm not going to get canceled for this when my acting career is actually taking off. Yeah, you're not going to get on stage and do a colonialism. Uh-uh. No way. And that that girl whose mom was the head of the PTA, her name was Chelsea, and her mom's name was Hillary Clinton. That's right. <laughs> I attended a freaking New York college of high school. The Rachel Dolezal <laughs> School of That's Fine Arts. That's a junior arts. high. <laughs> Uh, this all reminds me of Emily's great story about Danzig. What? Oh, yeah, that one. oh wow. Good segue, Derek. <laughs> yeah. It's not too scary, right? Like he didn't but, show you a skull or like a candle or something. Oh, he's cool. I'll, I'll tell you all the Danzig story. Um, he's, he is scary, but in a endearing way, you know, um, he, like so, the monsters. Yeah, like the monsters. Uh, y'all are familiar like with Monster Danzig, Mash. right? You'll know yeah. him from the Misfits yeah, yeah. and then his uh, his solo career and from uh, Sam Hain. Yeah, one of the worst shows I ever saw was uh, Danzig live at the Nokia Center Halloween, um, I think 2012, Los Angeles. Absolutely dog shit show. <laughs> Terrible. What was bad about it? Uh, I'll tell you what was bad about it. He uh, had a crowd. He had a sold out, uh, sold out theater. Right, just absolutely full of mostly teenagers going batshit crazy for Danzig. It was the Danzig Legacy Show, and he got winded after four songs and blamed it on the audience who were losing their shit. Uh, so he was getting. Oh, that sucks. So he was getting winded, and people were like fucking crowd surfing all the way to the back. And he was like, if you motherfuckers can't keep up the energy, uh, then I don't know what I'm doing here, basically. Alpha move. And also, his bass player was, uh, he had a wireless bass and spent most of the uh, show talking to his girlfriend who was standing side stage, but like in the light. So, yeah, <laughs> it fucking sucked. He was playing bass just for her. Yeah, he was having a casual so conversation. It was super distracting. <laughs> and and Danzig was a total little bitch about uh, the fact that he's old and got tired. He is old. It's so that's weird. Sure. Like, why would he want to point that out? 
Just like don't blame the audience, dude. <laughs> blame Father Just Time. Wait another thirty minutes to complain. Yeah. I mean, he's in his late nineties. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> so wait, he's- Emily, the way you met Danzig was at one of his shows, right? Well, um, so at Jumbo's, his tour manager, Dougie, would come in. And um, a few months Dougie. before the Misfit concert in uh, in L.A. back in 2019, Dougie came in. And so seven like, years after the shitty show that Dan saw. Right, right. I can yeah. imagine, Mis- like, how degraded. Misfits were reuniting to make another million dollars together because even though they had like just got finished suing each other like a year before um the original misfits lineup was doing like a five city tour with like one show a month and so dougie came in and was like hey would any of you girls want to come to the misfits show and uh just to, like, hang out with Danzig, make him feel hot. Like, you don't have to suck him off for anything. Just to, you know, make him feel like he's, like, a hot guy. And I was like... Wow, did Dougie really say that? Yes. Wow, Dougie. Very so I cool. was like, hell yeah. Of course <laughs> I'll do that. That's a, that's my dream job. Um, and so then, like, as it got closer to the show, he was like, hey, would you actually want to go-go dance at Danzig's after party? And me and my friend were like, uh, yeah. And um, so the day of the concert comes. We go uh, to the concert. And um, before the show, we get like the full skull makeup. um, And then they let us come into Danzig's dressing room to like finish the airbrush work and he like took pictures with us he was really nice he had like uh he he had like a fridge full of meats and red bull Mm. and then he he like was on his couch kind of doing like tricep dips and I that thing that Dougie told me about making Danzig feel hot popped into my head so I was like Nice muscles. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> he just looked at me like I was retarded. And <laughs> I was like, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. My bad, my bad, my bad. Uh, and so they do the show. <laughs> um, and they sound excellent, actually. Dancing's in like top form. And, right. you know, the whole show, he's like, ah, what, do, what, do, what do I think we should want to hear? Y'all want to hear Attitude or Skulls? All right, I'm going to play uh, Attitude. And uh, so he was, you know, working it. He was, he was on his A game that night, I would say. Then the after party rolls around, we get changed and uh, start just like it was at a stadium in like a conference room. So we start dancing on the tables and people like sit around the tables and start tipping at it like it's a stage is awesome. And they're just playing like, you know, like New York dolls and um, shit of that nature. And so it was a pretty good time. I danced for 
uh, Billy Idol, he was in there. Uh, Lee Vang from Fear was there like really early and I didn't recognize him and he was trying to perv on me and my friend and um, like was coming over to us and he was like, uh, can I get a hug from you girls? And I was like, no, go away. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get anything. No. And, uh, and then later I realized that that's who it was. And I was like, huh, damn, I really liked you when I was a teen, but now you're just an old perv. Uh, and so then my friend, as we were like raking in the cash, she comes over to me and she's like, do you think I should, uh, you think I should uh, try to talk to Danzig? And I was like, "What you mean?" She's like, "You think I should uh, think I should like get his number?" And I was like, uh, "I don't know. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> he doesn't really seem like a, 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 you know, it's kind of old." Um, he has a like, rotary phone. He has a flip phone, <laughs> uh, like an old new Nokia. I'll get to that later. Um, so she's like, I think I'm going to talk to him. And I was like, okay. Mind you, my friend's like 5'11". Danny's like 5'3". Um, so it makes it like optically more hilarious. <laughs> and um, so then we go no, and like... he's not. He's 5'3". <laughs> he's actually... How is that true? He's 4'11". He's he's 5'3", and he wears like high heel boots. I was just reading that he was almost... Wolverine and X-Men as his height and build closely resemble that of the film's protagonist. Yeah, Google says he's 5'3". He's 5'3", man. I'm telling yeah. you. So that's, I've seen him. I didn't know Wol or Wolverine was that small. That's interesting. He's like the guy from Game of Thrones. He's like 4'8". Except he's 5'3". Wait a minute. Hugh Jackman's 6'3". Is Danzig just lying about this? About being I short? About no, about being <laughs> tapped to play Wolverine and turning it down when he's a full foot smaller than the guy who okay, played Wolverine. Okay, he's definitely lying about it. I, yeah, he's yeah. lying about it. Like, that's on his Wikipedia. There was an article. He's certainly he called, lying about turning it down. I, I would be surprised if sometime, somewhere, once, someone said, hey, man, you should play Wolverine. And he said, yeah, man, that sounds like a good idea. Well, yeah. And he remembers that as being Brian Singer now? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so my friend goes over to him and she's like, hey, Danzig, uh, you should get my number from Dougie. And, she, you know, she's a real knockout. She's a really gorgeous girl. Danzig is like, oh, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you, baby. Yeah. And so we're done for the night. It's over. And then, like, she's like, what, what's going on? Why hasn't he texted me, you know, in the weeks following that? I was like, uh, I, you know, dementia. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and so then he finally does text her, or Dougie reaches out to her, and he's like, hey, the D-man wants to take you and your friend out to dinner. This is like a month later. Wow. The D-man. He has the same nickname as me. <laughs> and me. <laughs> so weird. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. The D-man. Uh and so we were like, okay, great. So we went on like a double date. Um, me and my friend and Dougie and uh, Danzig. And the, and the D-man. That's right. And so Dougie picks us up first and already starts it off weird by saying like, 
it, yeah, I live in Orange County. I just drove up. Um, I've had sex with a 25-year-old last night. Showed her what it's like to be with a real man. I was like, yeah, cool, cool. That's what's up. <laughs> how, Doug, how old is uh, wait, Dougie approximately? Wait a minute. How how do you know that uh, how do you know that the D man wasn't Dougie referring to himself in the third person? Um, because I think the Dougie would he wouldn't call himself the D man. That's reserved for the D man himself. You know, like he's still he like he. He does shit for Danzig, you know, like he's like right. running errands for him and shit. So he, uh, he's stood. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, and then we go and pick up Danzig, who like, he lives in Lucilla Ball's old house. Um, and he's just like standing on his stoop, looking like Danzig, waiting. <laughs> when we pulled up and before we pulled up Dougie had to change the Sirius XM station to be Elvis he's like sorry girls like he ha- he has to listen to Elvis he'll be pissed if it's not you're like oh that's okay <laughs> so I'm in the front seat Danzig's in the back seat with my friend and um Danzig gets in he's like Hell yeah, the Elvis station, nice. And then, you know, it's the Elvis station, so they're playing some deep cut shit of where Elvis is like, oh, how are you doing tonight, everybody? And Danzig's like, we're feeling all right tonight, Elvis, thanks. They're like, all right, that's cool. And um, so me and my friend, we're trying to, you know, break the ice a little bit as we're driving uh, together to the restaurant and um, we're like okay Danzig would you rather be a garbage collector or work at Johnny Rockets and wear the uniform he was like never I would never I would never do either of those jobs I would never do that <laughs> like okie dokie uh, he was getting like actually pissed <laughs> he was like he, his. I don't know if he was pissed or like his just his reaction was just to like be mad. <laughs> like his auto response was just to be like, no, no, I would not do that. You're like, okay, uh, if you could be Patrick Swayze in any movie, which would you be? Never. I could never be Patrick Swayze. What are you talking about? I would never be Patrick Swayze. Would you be Elvis or Danzig? So oh, he could be, be Wolverine, but he couldn't be Patrick Swayze in any well, movie. More. It's not. Uh, exactly. Like, uh, and so we asked him if he would do ever do like a rock of love style show where it was him instead of Brett Michaels. And he was like, Oh, well they actually wanted me to do rock of love before Brett Michaels, but I'm glad I turned it down. I'd never do a show like that. And I was like, why not? Like, that's like the easy, <laughs> I, I wouldn't know who Brett Michaels was if not for rock of love. Like, why wouldn't you want all that free publicity and free, uh, Punani, you know? He's like, oh, I would never do that show. And also, Brett Michaels, he's a piece of shit. Like, okay. And um, so we're driving by Taco Bell. And we're like, hey, Danzig, what do you order from Taco Bell? And he was like, nothing. I don't eat that shit. And I was like, oh, okay. And then he goes, I hate Mexican food. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? That's why. 
you don't eat Taco Bell because you don't like Mexican food? He's like, no, that's how I stay fit. I don't eat that shit. I don't put that shit in my body. I'm like, oh, okay. And then I glance behind me and I see that his nails are so long. And I'm like, whoa. (laughs) And those are some long nails. And he's like, uh, yeah, feel how strong they are. It's <laughs> like, okay, yeah, but like, but why? Why are they so long? And he does this motion with his thumbs at like my eye level. He's like, so I can gouge out eyeballs. I was like, oh, okay. But really, it's because Dougie told us before we picked him up that his house is riddled with pussycats. Just of all ages, all sizes, all stages of health. Um, and so He's Dan, a cat hoarder. He's, he's a cat lady. His house is ruined from having so many cats and just being one little old man, you know? So I think he has these nails so that he can scratch all these cats. Um, that's just one woman's theory, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure theory. it checks out. I don't think he's actually gouging out eyeballs. And uh, so, you know, along the way to this restaurant, like, all he's talking about is how much he wants to beat some ass. And, like, uh, somebody drives too close to the car or, like, passes us too quickly. And he's like, oh, that guy needs his ass beat. And then Dougie asks us, like, hey, you girls seen the new Quentin Tarantino movie? And and then Danzig's like, Quentin Tarantino, that guy needs his teeth kicked in. And I'm the guy to do it. And you're like, okay. <laughs> then, you know, just talking so much shit all the way there. So basically there was like no person or thing you mentioned that he wasn't mad about except for Elvis? Yes. And that's what, like, I tried to even bring it back. It was like, uh, if Elvis was alive, would the Misfits open for him at Graceland? And Danzig was like, oh, no way. And I was like, what, really? And he's like, nobody would be there to see the misfits. They'd all be there to see the king. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that rules. (laughs) It's the concept of an opener, though. That's pretty good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that that made me laugh. Um, And so we get to the restaurant. And he picks, it was his choice. He took us to a sushi restaurant in Santa Monica, like right on the ocean. And he, he's like, I don't eat fish. I hate fish. So all he ordered was like various <laughs> beef skewers. And then, he like, picked the restaurant. He picked the restaurant, <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> and um, the manager of the restaurant just happened to be a, a Misfits fan and like came over and was like, Hey man, it's actually a huge honor um, that you're here dining with us and like pulls his sleeves up and re- reveals uh, he has like the skull tattoo. And Danzig's like, Oh, here we go. <laughs> uh, but was, you know, he was nice to the dude. And um, he's like, Yeah, I got it. I just had a baby and I, I like to sing to her like, I kissed my baby today or something, you know. And Danzig's like, oh, yeah, I just got sorry. And um, 
I like imagining that Dougie planted that guy there like he's a paid actor. (laughs) Yeah, just to make him feel good, you know? Yeah. Here we go. Dougie is making making Danzig live in like a Truman show type reality. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. um, So, you know, we all. We're all eating and drinking and having laughs. Danzig goes on like a really long-winded story about how like brain-eating amoebas are showing up in lakes uh, and killing people. And after he finishes the story, I was like, you know, it's crazy you mentioned that because brain-eating amoebas has really been on my mind lately. And everybody else at the table was like, oh, God damn it, you stupid asshole, like laughing. And um, and Danzen goes, well, let me tell you, if you had a brain-eating amoeba, you wouldn't be sitting here talking right now, because you'd be fucking dead. <laughs> yeah. <That's laughs> yeah, right. I guess you're right. And, like, you know, he wasn't really asking us anything about ourselves at all. Like, but he was telling us stories um, mostly about, like, going to Graceland and how he used to, like, curb stomp people in the 70s in his punk rock days and um, going to Germany and eating meat, uh, (laughs) shit like that. And then, you know, talking about how he wants to kick people's asses. And um, and so, like, after the bill came, the uh, manager of the restaurant came back and was like, hey, man, just, again, it's been a pleasure. And Danzig was like, all right, well, are you ready to take the picture now? Like, you want the picture? And he's like, uh... I was gonna ask you for a picture. He's like, "All right, let's do. Let's just do it real quick. Uh, give uh, Dougie your address. I'll send you uh, some some baby gear, some baby merch." He's like, "Okay." Uh, so Danzig, you know, you could tell that even though he was like acting like he didn't like it, he loved it. He loved being, yeah. you know, yeah. cherished as an icon. Uh, and so we're done with the dinner, and we're all standing like by the ocean kind of trying to talk about what we we're going to do. Um, Cause me and my friend were like, Oh, we got to keep this night going. What are we going to do? Like it was a Saturday night. We were like, uh, I don't know. Like, is there any, what bars can you think of? And I was like, I only have bullet jumbos. She's like, yeah, I only have bullet jumbos. We're like jumbos is the only place. So we're like, okay, we got to go to jumbos. But while we're deciding this, um, like a random homeless guy, like out of his fucking mind, comes over and flicks a cigarette in Danzig's face and is like, I don't like your look, man. And my friend is like, get the fuck out of here, you stupid piece of shit, you fucking asshole. Fuck you. I'm going to fucking kill you. And the guy like runs off. Danzig just stands <laughs> there like. <laughs> and, and so like, you know. Situation's over. The dancing goes, Oh, that guy's lucky you girls were here because I was about to murder him. (laughs) Okay. Come on. That was like, you've all you've wanted to do all night is beat somebody's ass. And this guy just like served himself. He's not Quentin Tarantino. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If only we could all be so lucky. He. Uh, See, that part of your story jives with uh, Dan's experience of that one show of just like being winded and blaming the audience. It's kind of the same thing there of like, I wish I could have kicked his ass, but I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) And and then he was like, 
But as we were like walking to the car, he's like, Dougie, bring the car around. Let's go find that guy so I can beat him up. And I was like, that, <laughs> man, the, the moment's over. Like, I think if you were really going to deck him, you would have decked him by now. It's, uh, come on. Like, you, didn't, you don't you really want to beat him that later, bad. You find him three hours later. He's like, who are you? And you're like, I'm that guy. I'm your you worst nightmare. I'm glad you wait until he's surprised again. We asked Danzig what his stripper name would be, and he said something like Prometheus or like Antagonon or some shit like that. <laughs> That's pretty good, actually. And yeah. I like Antagonon. Yeah, that ruled. My name would be Megatron. So then we go, we get to Jumbo's, and uh, of course it's packed, but because me and my friend are both dancers and we're with Danzig, we're like, get us a table, clear somebody out. We need to go in right now. So we get a table. And then, like, somebody dances to Rob Zombie. So I lean over, and I'm like, hey, Danzig, you like this song? And he's like, oh, yeah, Rob Zombie's pretty good. But then, like, the very second song that somebody dances to is Devil's Plaything by Danzig. So I lean over, <laughs> and I'm like, hey, you like this one? And he was like, are you fucking with me? <laughs> I'm like, yes. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm just... Uh, it, respectfully, like, I've made a lot of money dancing to this album. And he's like, ah, yes, Danzig 2. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know. It's a, it's a pretty good one. And he's like, well, I, have, I wrote this album for strippers. And I was like, wow, that's fucking cool. Like, that's the first time all night that you've said something that, you know, warmed my heart. Instead of you know yeah. struck terror into me, um, the first non-negative thing. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you didn't like his opinion about Mexican food. <laughs> <laughs> I just found it shocking, you know. Uh, uh, you know, he's. I think he said something weird about like cancel culture, where he's like, can't rip, can't make an album about fucking girls at the cemetery anymore. And I was like, no, actually, that's still fair game. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's still really cool. I mean, Emily, yeah, Emily have you have you seen Danzig's movie, uh, Veronica? Uh, Veronica? I have not yet. I, I've been meaning to watch it. Uh, my friend Malice is in it. I was, yeah, I watched it a couple of weeks ago, and it's. I I realized like it's fucking terrible, but like halfway through it. I was like, oh, this is just a window in the, like, you're living in Danzig's head for you're however, psyche. however long it is. Yeah. There's, there's incredible, like drawn out strip club scenes that are, that have like the worst editing I've ever, <laughs> I think I've ever seen. Like the guy does not know when to cut away from something. The camera will zoom in on like a dirty piece of floor that's out of focus for like two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that's great oh it's like i you know i can't say enough good things about him like it was truly a night i'll never forget um and he you know like you don't meet many like true curmudgeons or at least i don't but he's like he's a true curmudgeon you know and he like I had a joke prepared where I was like, "Hey, do you mind if I call you Greg? Glenn is my dad's name. Greg is my uncle." And uh, I was hoping <laughs> he would like that one, but he didn't. And um, <laughs> he's like, "No, you can't call me Greg. What are you? 
what's wrong with you? Like, okay. <laughs> all right. All right. I got it. I got it. Sorry. Sorry. Um, and you know, like every time, like me and my friend were laughing at like a lot of the shit he was saying, cause it was hilarious, but he had to like, you know, take a second to like perceive if it was positive attention. Right. Like, right. Mm, I guess, I guess I did just say something funny. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and then, um, so as as we were like wrapping the night up, he was telling like another story about being in Germany and I he's like, you know, the Germans are notorious for having a horrible sense of humor. And I was like, really? Cuz I'm uh I'm German and I uh, have a pretty good sense of humor. And he was like, oh, I'm German too. And I was like, <laughs> well that makes two of us then. And then he didn't laugh at that. <laughs> just like <laughs> glared at me. Uh, yeah, he rules. I uh, hope that I get to see him again. I hope that he doesn't listen to this and think that I'm talking shit because I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm just living my truth and telling, telling it how it was. I hope Brian Bell does listen to this, though. Me too. Yeah. I hope that Brian Bell um, is at Danzig's house with all of his kitty cats. You um, should sell the movie rights to that story. <laughs> my dinner, my dinner with Danzig, <laughs> like yeah. a, a Harmony Korean Spring Breakers type thing. You know, th- we actually about the coolest night ever. We said that, like we said, Danzig. Would you ever have a talk show called uh, Dinner with Danzig? And that was another thing that he like vehemently rejected. No, I would never no. do that. That's not cool. What's totally cool is making a half-baked, um, like, 105-minute uh, Vanity Project film about your horror comic. You know? It is cool. That is cool. There's no denying that that's cool. I, I haven't yeah, no seen doubt. the movie, yeah. but I know it's really good. I know in my heart. Um, and I would like to include that he's wearing, like, his Sam Hain logo belt, his... Uh, his tall boots and a mesh shirt. So um, he still has it. Um, and then later, um, you like can a f- bring it full circle by having Hugh Jackman play Danzig in the movie. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Good call. <laughs> how do you? How does everybody feel about uh, like people wearing their own merch? You know, excellent. I I like to. You're pro I, that. I sometimes. I need help identifying people. Like if I saw Danzig across the street and I was like, uh, where do I know this guy from? And then I looked at his crotch and saw the Sam Hain belt. I'd be like, oh, it's See, that Danzig. verifies my theory that the older you get, the more you're allowed to wear your own merch. <laughs> I think that if you're a band that just put out the first album, it's kind of weird for you to do that. But by the time you're Danzig's age, you should be wearing it every day. That should be your whole wardrobe. Also, you know? Like, there's this whole arc of it. Yeah, and I think I, th- I mean we talked about this a little bit on the last episode, but I've been thinking about it a lot. And um, you know, as the ravages of time destroy uh, the soft flesh of your face and body, um, it's important, Emily, like you said, that people recognize you because, mm-hmm. like, you know, you could be at um, Vaughn's. And there could be a guy in a mesh shirt, kind of a puffy guy, and you'd be like, is that Glenn Danzig? And if he's not wearing the same hand belt, how, the, how would you know? You know, He could be just another puffy guy in a mesh shirt uh, by, An buying perhaps. a Caesar salad at three in the morning. Well, is he with Dougie? 
Well, that's, <laughs> that's the question. That's the tell if you're with. <laughs> oh, I see Dougie. So that's got to yeah. be Danzig. Yeah. Is it important for Dougie to wear the merch too, just for extra conf- confirmation? Well, that's confusing, Charles. Like, if does the, he have his own merch? If the D man is in Vons, also wearing a Samhain belt, you know, how do we know? Well, you know, it, he definitely wouldn't be with another misfit because they all hate each other and they all had separate after parties where like Danzig's was the one <laughs> with strippers, and then like the other two dudes are like straight edge. The um, the brothers Jerry and uh, and uh, Frankenstein, Brian Bell, <laughs> Brian Bell. <laughs> Eric uh, the mummy, yeah Doyle Doyle and Jerry they had their own which which was like just them vibing to like uh like one o tricks point never or some shit in their <laughs> in their after party. I remember the. Wait, I just uh, thought of a new merch the, take. Um, the, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, like the Jerry only um, version of the, the bootleg Jerry only version of the Misfits played Victoria, British Columbia. My friend Malcolm put the show on for them just years and years ago, and uh, they pulled up in the tour bus, and their roadies, like Malcolm was expecting to help with gear, but their roadies just started unloading weight benches. Yes, <laughs> and there was and there wasn't enough room. I, I guess they were playing a pretty small venue. There wasn't enough room for them backstage for the weight benches, and it was summer, so they just set up in the sort of <laughs> lobby. That's amazing. Before the show started, and just started fucking lifting weights while their <laughs> while their roadies were wheeling in like uh, just giant cabs and shit. It was amazing. I mean, well, like why a- wouldn't they just carry their own shit and get exercise that way? Uh, that was my question, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Like it's it, to make the point, like, I guess. Like you could get pretty ripped loading an SVT cab in every night, but I guess if you're paying someone to load that cab and your weight bench, you might as well just hang out where the popcorn machine is and lift weights at 4 p.m. or whenever you roll in. It's a very aristocratic way of looking at physical exertion. Yes. <laughs> it can only be for pleasure. I, uh, I, I made like a off comment about how like uh, Doyle's pretty hot. Because he, like, if you look at his Instagram, he's, like, he's still fucking ripped, you know? And he's always got the makeup on, so you can't see what his face looks like. But um, I was like, yeah, Doyle's looking good. And Dougie was like, well, he did so much steroids that part of his intestines fell out. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, this... (laughs) That's not good. He, like, yeah, I guess, like, his colon, like, prolapsed on itself. that's either true. That's either true and totally <laughs> hilarious, or it's false and something Dougie just says to make Glenn feel good. Yeah, just some hater yeah. shit. Yeah, I mean, Doyle is like a at least a full foot taller than uh, Danzig, so it it's pretty funny to watch them on stage too. Well, Danzig, you know, has like his like big stomp moves and is always posturing like I'm a monster. Wah! And then there's uh, Doyle standing like eight feet away from him, like big as fuck. (laughs) What I think Dougie does when like, when a, you know, when like a girl doesn't want to hang out with Danzig a second time and says that to Dougie and then Danzig is like, hey, whatever happened to that chick? What I think Dougie does is say uh, she died. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he didn't want to hang out with us again. He never contacted us ever again. Um, which you know is fair. Like I, I think maybe we we were a little bit too lively um, 
for him. But uh, one thing I just remembered a great detail. You should have so, asked him, do you like cats? I know. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. okay. I showed him a picture of a cactus that I have that used to look like a perfect Playboy Bunny logo. And um, my cat, Binks, was like sitting next to the cactus in the picture. And I was like, here, like, check out my cactus. And he's like, oh, that's a nice cat. um but also i love that uh so he had his like he has like a nokia flip phone from like 2007 and i saw him look at a text message start responding to it like typing out on t9 and then just like delete the entire message and put k (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome damn when you're danzig you can do those kind of things yeah, Danzig rocks. Uh, there's no denying it. He's like a, he's a legend. I'm lucky that I got to, you know, witness a true icon. And I asked him if he would ever give me a singing lesson, vocal coaching. He was like, no, I never did that shit. I would never do that shit. I don't, I've never even wanted to do that. I was like, all right. Uh, <laughs> you just listened to Elvis and was like, I'm going to apply this to uh, hard rock and badass shit. What if this was about a mummy? (laughs) 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 Yeah. Did y'all hear uh, Danzig's Elvis cover album? No. No. It just came out like like a month before quarantine last year. We were supposed to go to his concert at the Roosevelt, but it was canceled. So, I, I mean, I would love to see him play Elvis. Like, it's actually a pretty good album. Uh, his voice is pretty haunting on it. And those are truly his favorite songs. I don't think he even, like, likes any of his own music as much as he likes Elvis. I got to respect that. I mean, he's he's stayed totally consistent to his vision since he started. <laughs> He started yeah. out sounding like Elvis. He still sounds like Elvis. He's I mean, making he's an really Elvis got covers a great record. Voice. He does. Like, he's got he's got the one of the best voices. He's probably got the best like American punk rock voice or yeah. one of them at least. I mean, uh, he was like Metallica's biggest influence. Like, it, probably my biggest influence um, in terms of just like being honorary. Yeah. Yeah, and that's oh, he's gonna hope you. Uh, channel his curmudgeonly energy as you get older i when i was dancing on stage all the time to danzig i would love i would try to like do a danzig impersonation on stage and just like stomp around and like flex my muscles and uh like stomp and lean in people's faces and scare them (laughs) and (laughs) it was everyone loved it yeah that's awesome i had no idea Um, that he was like my size I thought he was tight or uh, like six two. Uh, no, if you have a voice like Danzig's, you have to be short. You no, God can't bless you in every way. You know, like there's so many singers who are just little itty teeny tiny things, and they have these big voices, but they're pee wee pocket sized. Uh, Danzig, Tom York, uh, Frank Black. Dio. Iggy Pop, Prince. No, oh, yeah, good. That's, that's a good call. 
Spencer Krug. Yeah. Just kidding. No, no, no. no. <laughs> it's true. He is the smallest one out of uh, Josie. Uh, Josie, jo- who has a great voice. Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. Uh, Paul Banks from Interpol, famously four foot three. He's um, yeah. he's about five ten, probably five eleven. Yeah, totally. Okay, Emily, go ahead and tell your Paul Banks story. So I was, oh, at, a po- yes. I was at a party. <laughs> oh well, so I met Paul Banks for the first time when I was like nineteen at Fun 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 Fest, where Danzig was also playing. And at that concert, uh, Danzig famously delayed so long um, that the like Austin City Ordinance. Like you can't, you have to stop playing at like midnight if you're doing an outdoor show. And so he wanted to go, um, he wanted to go on at like 1130 when he was supposed to go on at 10. So people were like, dancing, dancing. And when he finally came out, he did like two songs and then like everything shut off. And then he was like trying to incite a riot <laughs> so that he could keep playing. But, uh, uh Emily, I have, I have some inside information about that show. Cause I think that show happened pretty close to like uh that dancing show that i saw in los angeles and yes, it was like 2011 2012 yeah yeah and uh br- my bandmate brent daniel was uh playing that i think he was playing that festival with spoon as well cool so like we were living in los angeles together and we saw the dancing show together and then he went to play fun 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 fest and was texting me during dancing's like I, I guess like his fucking meltdown. And I think a lot of Danzig's issues with the show were that it was either too hot or too cold on stage, which is why he kept delaying. Mm-hmm. And there was, and there was a big issue with some fans. Like they put fans up on stage, but they weren't the right fans. And uh, then it was too cold and then it was too hot. And uh Yeah. I saw and by Henry fans, Rollins. you mean the things that blow, right? They kept yeah, 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 I mean like physical, <laughs> physical, yeah, yeah, physical fans. <laughs> yeah, it's like these ones aren't hot enough. Um, I saw Henry Rollins preside over a wedding at that festival where it started raining and then I ran into a tent and there he was with like a hot topic goth couple uh, with like a girl wearing like a black uh, wedding dress with like skulls on it. And so cool. her, like, and her husband was wearing like a like a black and white pinstripe fedora, and uh, <laughs> Dan, uh, Henry Rollins was like on this long winded spiel, like, "Do you guys realize that the, the chances that you two are even meeting right now is astronomical? That you have a one in." Seven billion chance of even knowing each other, and now you're getting married. You realize how lucky you are. And I was like, oh "Damn, my God, I love philosophy, rules. Henry Rollins." Yeah, I watched him do spoken word set at that festival, and he was just like, "You gotta go to North Korea because they tell you you can't. <laughs> they tell you you shouldn't, and you gotta go." I was like, what? <laughs> I said, what? What? <laughs> what? Who's telling you you can't go to North Korea? Fucking Henry Dennis Rollins Rodman went, went to there? North Korea with a vice. Yeah. Like, who's you know who, who went? Yeah, he went, like, before Dennis Rodman did, I think. But anyway, so I, so Paul Banks did a meet and greet there, and I almost cried, and then I met him, and he signed my Interpol shirt. That's part one. Okay. Part two. I go to this, like, stupid party um, with, like, my party friends in, like, 2015. 
where uh, I think it was at Notch's house. I've, I've never knowingly gone to Notch's house, but it suits the description. But there's like a car inside the mansion and like a room full of like candy and, you know, just, <laughs> okay. just, just crazy stuff. Um, and there was like a pilled out game designer loser somewhere in his bedroom while everyone else was milling around at the party. No so idea. Probably, probably not his house. <laughs> it could it's have the been. Minecraft guy, if people don't know. Yeah, he's a, isn't he yeah. a Nazi? He's a yeah, Nazi, he, right? Yeah. I think so. But he has parties all the time that like I have friends who go to his house like, yeah, I'm at Notches right now. Call you back. I'm like, oh, okay. But um, I think I was at his house. It might not have been his house. Um, Pa Banks, if you're listening to this and you remember meeting me, please uh, confirm um, if it was Notch's house. Anyway, so I was with my friends, Brittany and Bren, and they were both like, oh, I think Skrillex is going to be at this party. Oh, my God, we're going to see Skrillex tonight. I'm so excited. And I was like, yeah, whatever. Skrillex is stupid. I don't care about him. And then I get there. And I kind of like mosey around just looking at shit. And then I go outside and I see Paul Banks talking to a guy. And I'm like, (gasps) like I get super starstruck instantly. And (laughs) like there's no denying that it's him because he was like, I had his face like on my binder when I was in high school (laughs) and shit. Nice, Um, yeah. (laughs) So I was like, oh my gosh. And so I run to my friends. I was like, oh my God, oh my gosh, you guys, Paul Banks from Interpol's here. And they were like, girl, go talk to him. And I was like, no, 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 no way, no way. I'm not going to say anything normal. I will be just a weird, weird, weird person. They're like, no way, you got this. I was like, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Uh, and so I do like a shot of tequila or like, or a couple shots of tequila or something. And then like, I'm so starstruck and like nervous in the pit of my stomach. Like all I want to do is just like stare at him from afar. But that's also one of the creepiest things you can do. Um, So I was torn. Um, So I went to the bathroom because I felt like I had to really crap. But of course I couldn't crap at all. It was just that sinking feeling. (laughs) And when I come out of the bathroom, he's standing by himself like 10 feet away. So I was like, all right, I got to do it. I got to do it. (laughs) So I go over to him and I was like, hey, man, like, I just want to say that uh, I'm such a huge fan of your music and it's gotten me through so much and uh, I'm going to listen to it forever. And he was like, oh, thank you very much. That's really nice of you. And then his friend comes over and is like, hey, Paul, have you done the trick on her yet? And I was like trick he was like oh yeah I I can do this like magic trick where I can like read minds and I was like what he's like yeah it's like oh okay and so we go to like a less dense area of the party and he just stares into my eyes for like a minute which if you're a Paul Banks freak is a long time (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, oh. And then he guessed Michelle Obama. And he was right. I was like, what? Whoa. How'd you get that? He's like, I can't tell you, but I'll do it again. I was like, okay. And so then he does it again, stares at me 
with his beautiful blue lagoon eyes. And he's like, Rihanna. I'm like, what? How'd you do that? How'd you do that, Pop X? Oh my God. And he's like, yeah, it's not, it's just like a little thing I picked up. I was like, all right. So then we wind up walking around the party together. And I'm kind of, you know, talking shit on the house a little bit because it's a little bit too gaudy for my taste, you know? Like, I was like, well, I bet all this candy in this room is stale. Who would want to eat this candy? It's just a waste. You could be feeding uh, an entire uh, swath of, a po- of the population instead of having this room full of candy. This is a little, rich people are a psycho. Probably shouldn't have said that because that was at the time when he was collaborating with RZA, and I, which I finally listened to like a week ago, and it's so fucking bad. But anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, it <laughs> um, is. It, it's like Ace Hotel, or not even Ace, like Mondrian uh, Happy Hour <laughs> uh, reject music, and it, like Pop Banks is singing like "We Can Be Giant." We can be giant. And I'm like, ugh. I don't want to hear you saying anything that's not like a veiled uh, metaphor that I don't understand. I need you to to muddy this up a bit. Make this lyric up. Say something. <laughs> did uh, a did you know bit that before bizarre, he please? did the one with RZA, he did his own rap mixtape that was titled "Everybody on My Dick Like They Supposed to Be"? Yes, that's not. Yes, good. I did. Such <laughs> a fucking stupid <laughs> title, God. It's it, yeah, it was from um from like a Rick Ross line or something. Oh, <laughs> uh, and then like RZA on that song too, like at the end of the song he's like yeah we got climate change and we got people dying like just has to like you know bring it back down to like he's doing problems in the world we didn't start the fire basically (laughs) yeah i was like god this sucks so bad i can't i was like listening to it with my friends who are like lukewarm on interpol and i was like oh my gosh this is really embarrassing for me personally (laughs) but um, so I, uh, I'm talking to Paul Banks here, talking shit on rich people. I also listened to an interview with like the hot wings guy that he and RZA did together where they're oh, like, yeah, I watched that. their advice for people is that like, you have to sell out at some point, uh, because the business part of the record label doesn't care what your vision is. <laughs> and it's about wow. selling records. Which I, I mean, have never I heard that before, ever from anyone. <laughs> like, man, that's kind of that's sad. But uh, so he was exceptionally nice to me. He um he showed me his paintings, which were mostly of like hands and weird poses, like the um like the El Pintor cover. Yeah, um, yeah, that type of thing. And he's like, "Well, I feel like it's not legit because I draw from, or I paint from uh, references." And I was like. That's what all painters do. Like, I don't think that's totally normal. It's totally normal to paint like that, Paul Banks. Don't feel bad about your stuff. You, you're doing a great job, actually. I love it. And um, I showed him some you of my paintings. You actually said, uh, well, your music, uh, you're, you're painting from Joy Division, so. 
Yeah. No, I would never say that. I he's got to be. Say. He's got to be real. You know, like if you want to be a real musician, um, once you decide, you just don't listen to any other music except for your own. Or Elvis. That's how you stay pure. That's right. <laughs> or Elvis. Yeah, you yeah. gotta take the Danzig approach. You pick one bowl of fruit to paint over and over and over again, and you paint it the best. That's right. They got uh, they got some like television and shit of that nature in their sound too. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I gotta respect. You're right. It. Yeah, they use rocks, dude. guitars. <laughs> I mean, if only he could like monetize his ability to predict which famous woman of color someone is thinking of. Yeah, that's where the real money. If the record label was interested in that talent, then I'm, he could sell out on that. Stay I pure just, on the music. It was amazing. And then, like at one point, I was I was like smoking cigarettes at the time because I was a party rat. So I pull out like my pack of American Spirits, and I was like, "Would you like a cigarette?" And he was like, "Oh no, thanks. I got my own." And then he pulls out like his pack of like the fucking expensive fancy shit, like the uh, Nat Sherman's or some shit. Uh, were they the like, rain, the rainbow ones, like all different colors? I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember. I just know that they were like the expensive kind. I think it was just like a red box. Maybe they were Dunhills. I don't know. I'm not. I don't. I, I've. I haven't smoked in uh, like five years. Um, so I'm, I'm not really up on tobacco culture right now. They were Louis anyway. Vuitton uh, cigarettes. Yeah, there were yeah, custom Interpol uh, ciggies made just for him, <laughs> and uh, and then he lit my cigarette, and I like almost fainted because I felt like I was in a dream or like I was living out a dream that I had in high school, and I was like, "Wow!" But then I said too much, unfortunately. Uh, when he was like, oh, "It's kind of hot tonight," and I was like, "You can handle it. You're from Mexico City." He just like kind of looked at me and he's like, I should go. <laughs> I need to get out of here. Yeah. I was like, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. And you're like, well, hey, when you painted that um, hand, is that because of slow hands? <laughs> uh, did you paint that hand uh, uh, slow by, by chance? And then as he's walking away from you, you're like, your face was on my binder in high school. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I tried to like parlay it into a friendship and it didn't work. I was like, uh, you, do you want to exchange oh. numbers? And he's like, oh, I don't really give my number out. And I was like, oh, uh, what about emails? And he's just like, oh, I have to go. <laughs> but <laughs> wow. I mean, aside from he that. He should have been able was, to predict that. He was really, really nice, um, aside from ultimately rejecting me. But I've been nice to people that I've rejected, too. I don't think I would be starstruck if I were to meet him at this point because I've had uh, so much confidence built up through dancing uh, half naked on a stage and like being poured money on me that I feel like I would be able to approach him no problem now. But, you know, I was a, I was a little young then. And, yeah, these uh, days it would be Paul Banks putting your face on his binder. Exactly. That's right. That's right. Um, I mean, you didn't successfully befriend Danzig. You did not successfully befriend uh, Interpol guy. Paul Banks, but I think you you did successfully write the friend Muse. Uh, sort of. Oh, okay. You went to uh, a pool party or something. We went to like an after party together, and all all I'll say is I'll just tell you the highlight of it. Um, he was on the they slap admitted bass. to ripping off Radiohead. 
No. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, he he was playing slap bass. Uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers suck my kiss, and I was singing along, and we were having a great time together. Another Perfect. teenage dream come true for me. Because it was like my binder was like Muse on one side of the sheet and like Interpol on the other side. And then like maybe a picture or two of Radiohead. Like, um, uh, okay. So that's the last uh, thing, last fish for you to fry is Tom and Fleet. Yeah, so where do you go from here? You know? You got to um, get him to play slap bass. Yeah, I got to meet Flea. I got to meet Tom York. Have you met Dave Navarro? Um, I did see John Frusciante. One, no, uh, no, but like he knows pretty much everybody I know who's a stripper. I'm, I think I'm the only stripper who hasn't ever met Dave Navarro. <laughs> but I have seen John Frusciante barefoot standing next to me wearing like um, winter clothing. And I was staring at his toes and um, my ex-boyfriend was like, hey, that's John Frusciante. And I looked up and he was staring at me staring at his toes so uh yeah to be clear that's your uh least good uh rock star guy story <laughs> no yeah. no no no. i liked it there was a there was kind of a like a simple poetry to it yeah we'll end on uh on that note i guess of uh the simple dignity of a shoeless red hot chili pepper you I'll say uh, one more thing. Like he looked like uh, like a Google stock image of like if you Googled hipster in like 2010. Like he had like <laughs> the giant like black rimmed glasses and then like uh, like argyle sweater with a scarf that was like you know kind of wrapped around his neck in like a a bitchy way. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and a freaking Starbucks in his hand, man. Yeah, and he had a freaking latte. And I was uh, I was rolling on Molly a little bit. And so when I was looking at his toes, I was like, whoa. Uh, you just started touching his toes? No, I, they were they were like throbbing at me. <laughs> well, Emily, thanks for stopping by and uh, sharing... Yeah, sharing those your chronicles are some great stories. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, um, I'm uh, I'm Googling uh, libel laws, uh, United States of America right now. Well, this is libel, know it's it would not be slander. Per- yeah, slander. Okay, slander. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not slandering any of these people. It's all 100% true. Yeah, it was all, yeah. all positive, except it's maybe... It's all positive. Yeah. The only thing that wasn't positive was Brian Bell, but you got the receipts to back it up. That's right. Yeah. Well, he didn't really do anything wrong. Yeah, he's just no. a weirdo. Yeah. It's just it's I, just weird that he's like fifty five. Yeah. I uh you know, I have one simple rule and that's if you're a rock star and you're hitting me up on my DMs, you're washed. It's over yeah, for you. That's a very good point. Yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't ever have you sh- you should never come across my profile. And the fact that you have is pathetic. <laughs> well, ooh. I hear that David Bowie in the 70s was DMing girls all the time, so. Underage I guess, girls. I guess standards change. Yeah. I was being ironic about that. Come on. All right. I also want to, as, as, as a guest of the podcast, <laughs> I want to I wanna invite uh, 
Danzig and Brian Bell on the show to defend themselves. Oh my God! Like <laughs> yeah. uh, officially, Howard's Court. Howard's Court. You know, you all remember on Howard's Strand where he would uh, have court. No. Bring oh, so I, we'll invite we'll invite <laughs> Howard Stern and either Danzig or Brian Bell if they want to hit us up. That's right. Yeah. Fortune, that right. should be the America's Got Talent judge panel. Fortune Kid is gonna Those do three guys. Fortune Kid is gonna do L.A. Rashomon, and it's gonna be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know that L.A. is still under lockdown, but if you were having secret parties where you're having celebrities over, uh, if you're listening. Uh, Please invite me. I'm almost out of celebrity stories. That was like, uh, like four sevenths of them. Um, <laughs> I need to recharge. Yeah. You and got maybe one episode left in you. So celebrities reach out. <laughs> just D, just DM Emily saying, uh, "I saw you and you were stunning. What you doing?" Or some, you have to have some yeah. kind of typo in there, just like Brian. <laughs> and that like fucking goofball from Eiffel sixty five yeah, or whatever. Friend. DM Emily. Yeah, come on. Yeah, man. Uh, anybody's guy? welcome to D- DM me. Yeah, as long as you're washed up. John John yeah. Mouse John Mouse Ariel Pink DM Emily immediately. Uh, yeah, tell her tell her about being a trad calf, um, and uh, how you didn't yell at that girl at the juice bar on Hollywood Boulevard, and it was all a frame up by Pitchfork. That's right. All right, thanks for being here, Emily, and thank to a y'all. lesser extent, Derek. Yeah, and to the celebrities for... I, in aggregate. I'd like to personally thank Derek for for being our. Uh, most uh you you are the longest running guest on this show buddy he's our most guest you are our most guest alec baldwin to our snl the episodes with me on them last the longest they do uh derek i would like to also take this moment to thank you for being the only friend who would come drive all the way up to santa clarita and hang out with me when i lived up there uh, yeah, and if anybody else wants to thank me for anything else, you don't have to do it on the podcast. You can just uh, you know come to my apartment in real life and knock on the door, and you know if you're listening to this, you know hang out, do whatever. You know, I'll make Look, you dinner. Looks like everything's coming up, Derek. You started this episode as the villain, and now you're kind of coming out the hero, buddy. Oh wow, I'm I'm touched. I my cheeks are burning. I'm I'm warm. Uh, wait, before we wrap this up, uh, Derek, do you have any minutes. celebrity stories? Uh, no, I've never met any or seen any or heard uh, of any. On that, on that note, goodbye, everybody. All right. Goodbye. Goodbye.